Yo, what's up, family? Welcome back to The Bridge Podcast. This is episode eight, I believe. And if you're tuning in, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, or if you're even watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, make sure you comment, make sure you share with somebody if you think that will be really impactful for them. Um, and I'm so excited that you're here. We are uh, toward the end of season one already. I can't believe it. Um, three episodes left. And man, this journey has been... Um, crazy one. It's been up and down. Sometimes uh get up here, I'm like, God, what do you want me to say? Um, how do you want me to relay it? But I really, my prayer is that truly um, that it is being a bridge every time you come here to Jesus. And it just wants you to grow deeper in your faith. Um, and if you don't know Jesus, because at the end of the day too, man, when God truly gave me this revelation and wanted me to do this, he wanted me to do it so that this podcast can be a bridge. Um, yes, we want it to be a bridge to Christians. Yes, we want it to be a bridge to believers from the growing their faith to Jesus. But I want it to be a bridge for the people who don't know me, for the people who've heard about me, but they don't truly have a relationship with me, for the people who maybe are in church, but they don't have a relationship with Christ. Uh, I want it to be a bridge for people who, um, you know, maybe feel ostracized by the church maybe feel like, you know, the church is not for me, maybe feel like, um, you know what, I've heard about church, but I experienced church hurt before, so I don't want to go back. It's for the people who um, truly, you know, deep down in their heart, they know that they're in need of a savior. They know that, you know, I'm feeling a void, and I want that void to be filled. This is who this podcast is truly for. Um, for people to come in here and realize that, hey, listen, Jesus is waiting with open arms and you can always, he's always ready for you. He's always open to hear, to listen to you um, and to receive you as his son and as his own. And so, um, man, I, with that, I was thinking this morning um, right before I got up here and I was like, man, God, um, you know, some of the topics has been very strategic that he wanted me to talk about were ones that were like kind of Christian 101, you know, um, discipline, submission. Uh, oh, man, we talked about so many discipline, submission, uh, prayer, just lifestyle, so many things, right? Holiness. Um, but it's like, God, I, I'm, you know, what, what should I talk about now? Because I don't want to get into so many deep things there's so much i can say but i wanted to be from you and this morning man off camera i was talking with uh tim who helps here at journey well he's the well doesn't help he's the founder but he helps me uh here at journey well and i was like i feel like god's just telling me to share my heart and share his heart about the gospel um and some other things as well that i believe that he wants me to talk about but just give an invitation um, to the gospel. and But I want to, you know, give a complete gospel. I don't want to give one that is just, you know, yeah, Jesus, he came, he died, he was uh, beaten, he was buried, then he died, then he rose again, and it is that simple. And he's coming back again, and he died for your sins and all those things. But I want to talk about just really in-depth what actually happened on the cross and why Jesus, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, he still is longing and he still wants a relationship with you. And I feel like in today's times, 
I think that some of us, because of the things that we do, um, I think we think that Jesus is not that powerful that he can handle all of our mess. But the actual reality is, is that he's the one who created you in the first place. So God already knew who you were going to be. He knew what you were going to do. He has all knowledge. He has all power. And he already put it in plan before the Bible says, before the foundation of the world in Revelation, it says the lamb, which is lamb, it signifies Jesus in the Bible. The lamb was already slain for us, for you watching. And I think the thing that I want us to understand and just given the heart posture is, man, at the end of the day, it's like Paul said, my longing and my heart is for this generation to truly understand that there is a Savior who has already paid the price that you're um, paying right now. And what I mean by that is that Jesus already came and he already gave the price. He already paid the price for you so you wouldn't have to pay the price that some of us are paying right now. What is that price? Some of us are paying the price for our mistakes when we maybe, you know, are struggling with something and maybe we struggle with mental battles, but it's because we're putting ourselves in situations where we don't have peace or we don't have joy for a lack of love. Um, we're hanging out with the wrong people. We're getting drained. Um, we're just living a life thinking that we have to get ourselves together. And in doing that, we're paying the price tremendously. Why? Because the Bible says that that's not the recipe of success. That's not how we do that. Um, and the truth of the matter is, is that we can't do it. Right. Um, and I think I want to just read it to you in the word. Um, if you're out there right now and you're like, you know what? I think that, you know, God can't really handle my mess. I'm too far gone, whatever it is. I want to give you something here. And this is Romans chapter one. And if you've heard this, it's called a lot of people calling it the Romans road to salvation. Um, but it truly is that, but in Romans one, it says here, and Paul speaking, he says, this letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy scriptures. And what is the good news? It's about his son. It's about God's son, who's Jesus. In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line. He was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. We already talked about that. He's our master. He rules and reigns. Through him, God has given us the privilege and the authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere that what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. And you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. And then he says, skip to verse 8, Let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. He's telling the church at Rome. He says, God knows how often I pray for you, all these things. And he says, I want you to know that 
uh, in verse 13, I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit, just as I have seen among the Gentiles. I have a great sense of obligation to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. He says, I'm not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It's the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. What's the point here? Paul is saying, hey, listen, our whole purpose, my whole purpose, his whole purpose, everyone, if you're a Christian, whatever it is, he's saying that, hey, listen, I'm trying to tell everyone about this good news. Why? Because it's available to all. He said, educated, uneducated, Jews, Gentiles. And back in this day, what you have to understand this. Um, so the Jews, the people of Israel, they're God's chosen people. But in the New Testament, what Paul came to tell you is that, hey, listen, under the Old Testament, it was a law put in place. Um, and I know we think about it as like rules, but the law was put in place to actually protect his people. All right. We was wilding out in the Old Testament. God's like, no, I need to put something in here to protect my people until my son comes and pays the price for those sins to actually fulfill that law. So that no longer you don't have to follow all the things in this law. He's like, I'm not coming to abolish this, but now it, it really doesn't have anything to do with that now. Now you are saved, not by this law even, but through my son, Jesus Christ. And so Paul is like, hey, listen, it's not just for the Jews, but it's also for the Gentiles. Gentiles, someone who was not of Jewish descent, they were not a Jew. Um, they didn't come from that lineage at all. And so they're a Gentile. But what was going on is you had... Jews thinking that Gentiles, because they were Gentile, that in order for them to be saved, they had to be circumcised and all these things. He's like, listen, all these rituals, all these rules, that does not make you saved. What make you saved is believing and confessing the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we are Gentiles. Um, but if you're watching, you may be a Jew, um, come from Jewish descent, but I think most of us are um, Gentiles, people who watch this pod at least. Um, and in that he's like hey listen there is a way that you can do it and you just believe in jesus christ and he's telling you here he says i pray for you i long for you that you would do this and basically he's saying that educated uneducated it doesn't matter you're not too far gone for god and god still wants you and this whole thing in romans is just telling you that hey listen man at the end of the day you have been called to belong like before the foundation of the world he picked us he chose us and he's like listen i want you to come i want you to come to me like he always wants you and it's so many stories even with the prodigal son um how he came back to his father in the bible in luke chapter 15 when he left the father's house and he went a far way off and then when he came back the father was a long way off but he came running to his son with open arms um there are other stories even paul who i just mentioned paul was one time saul and he persecuted christians but the whole time he was saul that same man that same new man of paul was inside of him the whole time and god finally um he finally came to god and realized and changed his ways and the same is for us as well man at the end of the day um every single human being every person this gospel, this gospel is one that it's simple. I like to say it's simple, yet it's complex. It's simple on the surface. And when Jesus came, he did die. Um, he was beaten by Roman soldiers and he came and he died on the cross. And there is significance um, with the cross and what he did. And he did die for our sins. But he did not just die to take away something. He also died to give us something. And when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't just die to take away sin, but he also died to give us life. 
He also got, died not to give us life, but to give us new life, to give us a new life in him. So the old things were passed away, and we become now a new creature in him. And so those old things. But I want to tell you, why is it simple? It's simple because he's given us, he says, hey, listen, I'm going to send you some help as well. You're not just going to be able to do this alone. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit who was always on the inside of us. And now he's going to become alive and do a work in you. And that's the simple part. But here's the complex part. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be hard. Um, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Um, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's going to be some progression. And anyone who tells you it's easy, they're flat out lying. And I think for some of us, uh, the reason why um, we we always try, and even for some of us, we stop trying, and we think that our mistakes and, you know, God doesn't want me anymore. And I apologize, but it's because of maybe some Christians have told you um, and been browbeating and being legalistic, and you have to be perfect all the time. No one is perfect. No one is perfect. And the person I'm talking to um, out there is the person who you really feel like your mistakes define you. And what you do is not who you are. And that statement can be said in tension because at the end of the day, too, um, the Bible says you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears, right? And so how you behave is usually a big indicator of the type of person you are, the type of character you have. But at the same time, you can go through a certain season where, man, um, you just haven't been in your word as much, so you're more angry than usual. You lashing out on people. Um, you have these temptations. They're starting, starting to become more higher in the season, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, man, God is a forgiving God. Um, and he's forgiven you, and you're already forgiven. And you all it's sanctification, man. It's a constant work. But the thing with sanctification is... You, it's not enough to just repent and turn away from your sin, but you also have to fall deeper in love with Jesus. And that's the only way you're going to have the power to overcome this, right? It's the only way you're going to have the power to overcome the temptation, overcome the sin, or whatever it is, or to live a life that is pleasing unto him. Because, man, I found, bro, even with my personal life, like, it's the, the times that it's been the hardest for me is when I found myself... Um, not in my word that week, right? Not talking to God that week. And it's like the temptation has always been there. Uh, you know, the world is still going to be the world. It's always been here. But what changed is not the world. It's not temptation. Those things didn't change. But what changed was um, in that moment was me. I'm the one that changed. I'm the one that, okay, something with my spiritual health is off here. It's like the world, the external is always, always going to be the same. The world is going to be the world. Like unbelievers are going to be unbelievers. The world's going to do what it does. The devil, he's the prince of the world. So like he's going to do what he do, influences people. But what changed is us. And we have to make sure that, yeah, the world can keep changing with all those things. But making sure that when the world changes, I stand firm. Right. Like I stand firm on my truth, which is the word of God. I stand firm in this Bible. And I know, you know, we in a world where it's more progressive and things like that. But at the end of the day, man, uh, I came to tell you in love that the truth does not change. What God hated years ago, he still hates today. What he loved years ago, he still loves today. And um, there's nothing wrong with reforming. There's nothing wrong with um, 
looking at something and saying, well, we did this one way, but this is a better way. There's not anything wrong with that. But at the same time, the truth, man, God does not change. And so he is immutable. He doesn't change. And so what that means is that, man, he's the same guy yesterday, today, and he will be the same guy forevermore. Um, why? Because he's God. He's constant. He's consistent. And um, we don't have to look at the Bible one day and then one day if it's going to mean the same thing years later. No, it still means the same thing years ago, right? And so with that, though, that should give us some assurance. And the one of the reasons why I love Jesus, one of the reasons why I am a Christian is because, man, you know, culture is so trendy. Like, culture has so many different trends. Culture has so many different um, – it's just so inconsistent. Like, I don't know. I can't even keep up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really cannot keep up. Um one day it's a trend here on TikTok. The next day it's another trend. It's like I can't keep up. It's so fast paced. But I know that I can always come back to this truth and I can always come back to his word. And I know that, yeah, like I read in my Bible the other day, it's like, um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Like, that's gonna be the same forever. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It's gonna be the same. God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's gonna be the same. Like Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you shall prevail. The Lord prevails them through all. Like, it's going to be the same. And that's, like, it doesn't change. And there's power in his word. Um, and there's power in the gospel. And that same gospel, that hasn't changed. Like, Jesus is now in heaven interceding and being a mediator between you and God, interceding and praying for you on your behalf. And I want you to know that's like, even when, man, you don't, haven't fully accepted him and recognized him yet he still wants you and everyone is still praying that you will make that decision um to essentially go in and follow him and it, it brings me to another thing that i i keep thinking of and i think one of the things to point out is that for some of us right now um we may be calling ourselves a christian and we may call ourselves a follower of Jesus, but at the same time, Paul says something here, even in Romans uh, chapter 10, and even in 1 Timothy, Colossians, he speaks about in these letters that around this time when he's speaking and he's preaching, that there were some other philosophies that were rising up as well, some other truths, and it sounded so similar to the truth of the gospel. It sounded so similar to biblical truth. It sounded so similar very similar to what God says, but it wasn't actually so. And it was high-crafted arguments, he said, but it was really empty philosophies. It was nonsense. And Paul says a scripture in Romans chapter 10, verse 2, and this is for the believers here, and it gave me a heart check. In Romans 10 and 2, it says that, well, Romans 10 and 1 first says that uh, my heart, my desire is for people of Israel to be saved. And verse 2 says, they had an enthusiasm, an enthusiasm about God, but it was misdirected. It was misdirected. That stuck out to me because as believers, it's like, okay, a lot of us are enthusiastic. We go to church, we go to worship night, and we shout and we jump around, right? And we shout for God and all those things. But a lot of times I found that if it's just emotional but not educational, then what are we doing, right? Like if we have all this emotion, all this style with our worship, but it's not backed up by any substance, then what are we doing? And actually, that word in the Greek in its original language, when it was misdirected zeal, that type of zeal was a jealous zeal and an envious zeal. Because what was happening was the Israelites, 
He said, their enthusiasm about God, they think that they want to follow God and they are right with God or their relationship is okay with God by doing it their way. They thought that their way was better. So it was like a jealous rivalry between them and the Gentiles. And so what they were thinking was, was that, okay, my enthusiasm is the right way, but everyone else is wrong. And don't we see that today with our division, with our divisiveness in the world? It's like, okay, my I'm non-denominational church, so I'm better. I'm a part of the Baptist church. I'm Church of God in Christ. I'm all these different things, and, well, my church is better. My church is this. My church is that. And in all actuality, it's like we are doing a bunch of things, and we are enthusiastic about what we're doing, but it is misdirected. Because anything that we're doing, if it's not keeping Jesus at the center, not not my church at the center, not the church I go to, not all those things, but if the church I go to is not making Jesus the center, if I'm reading my Bible and reading it to just um, browbeat people and just be religious, that's not keeping Jesus at the center either. And so what Paul is stressing here, and I think the thing for a lot of believers to understand is, man, are we truly a disciple? It goes back to what I was talking about, being a disciple of Christ. Like, are we truly getting the gospel message? of what truly is the gospel. Because the gospel is not just Jesus being Savior, he's also our Lord, right? Like Jesus is also our Lord. And so, man, in this gospel, if we're gonna accept it and receive the good news and receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we have to understand that this gospel is one that Jesus, he wants you, he's longing for you. But what it really is, is it's truly doing away with your old life and coming to him new and fresh, and with me, man, um, you know, I'm very vulnerable because I feel like it can help other people. There was, um, I told myself my testimony is when I grew up in church, um, I wasn't wilding out or anything, but my relationship with God, it was strictly just kind of like religious. I wasn't Bible reading or anything. I just went to church and lifted my hands, and, you know, I, I loved it and everything, but I never truly heard the voice of God. Um, wasn't really reading a Bible. I was very young, wasn't getting into my word at all. And then I turned 15, I truly had a true relationship with him. I started to read more about, okay, what is this Jesus? Like, I love him, and why does he keep, like, I wanted to know more about him, right? And so I'm reading my word, uh, started at 15, but with that also came a pornography addiction and got exposed to some things when I was young, and I was like, okay, struggling with this battle of, Okay, God, you've, I know I'm a Christian, then you've called me to preach and all these things. And just right there, someone's like, wait, you were, pre yep, preaching on stage on Sunday. Um, and then throughout the week, struggling with this addiction. And <clears throat> one of the things is because I was still trying to hold on to what gave me peace outside of Christ. I was still trying to hold on what made me feel good outside of Christ, um, trying to fill a void, an empty void there. Uh, because usually a lot of times, um, and my therapist helped me with this, and uh, it was a Christian therapist, and right there, let me just give a nugget. Sometimes, man, you need therapy and theology. You need therapy and Jesus, right? And so he told me, he was like, man, Jay, you know what it is? Is He said, a lot of times, man, you think with addictions and stuff, he said, Addiction isn't the root of anything. It's just a symptom. So a lot of times it's a really, it's a deeper issue there, right? And I say, okay, so what is it that every time you feel a void, you want to go back there? And I went back to my past, and I was like, ah, that's it. So I pinpointed it. And 
that's when Jesus spoke to me. It was like, man, you've received part of this message. I need you to receive all of me, not just part of me. Like, don't just let me save you from the from hell, from the penalty of sin, but let me actually give you a new life in me. And for somebody out there, man, I just want to tell you, like, don't feel like, you know, you want to still hold on to or, like, keep firm of that, that way. It, it reminds me of um, in Romans 1 and 18, actually. And in Romans 1 and 18, it says that the wicked, that the wicked, when they, that their unrighteousness and ungodliness, it suppresses the truth. It suppresses the truth. And that word in the Greek, when it says it suppresses it, it literally means to hold firm or to like take the head or to keep secure to keep down so basically like it is literally pushing down the truth because of unrighteousness and ungodliness and i found the reason why our the truth of the gospel can get pushed down in our life the voice the truth that we know is the right thing get pushed down because when we're living in sin we're trying to hold on to what was instead of the truth of what is now and the truth is is that you are set apart you are called to be out. I mean, Ephesians 5 says, therefore, imitate God, right? If you've been a new creature, um, if you've been a Christian now, you may been made new in him, imitate God. And for a lot of us, instead of imitating who we're called by, we try to imitate who we're called to. And there's a huge difference between the two. You cannot imitate who you're called to. You have to imitate who you're called by. Because we are all called by God, and for so many of us, we are leaders. And we don't realize that what we are doing are, is affecting other people as well right and so god already called us out of that he already called us out of darkness now we just have to receive the truth and just like i was i feel like a lot of us man we um you know god he can handle your baggage but in order for him to handle it you have to give it to him right like god can handle your mess but in order for him to handle your mess you have to let him be the master of your mess we're all going to have mess but let him handle it like let him deal with it, all right? And so, us, we don't have to try to deal with that. Leave that. And I was like, man, you know what? Yeah, like, God can fill an empty void that I once had, you know, and he's overflowed, and have, I've had an abundance of it, right? Um, but what I think, man, for sometimes it's, it's so tough is because, and I found with me personally, um, a lot of times we have so many different influences, in our ears um man i think about social media nowadays there's so many influencers right but um darius mcclure um pmj's pastor mike's uh brother said something that was so powerful on a uh i think it was a conference and he's like a lot of times who we're calling influencers in social media are really infections it was so good they're really infections and that is why we need the church community, which I love. I'm glad we have some people who are in the social media space who have sound truth, who have biblical truth. But yeah, a lot of people who are calling influencers are really infections. And what I mean by that is it sounds good, man. It sounds right. It sounds like it's the truth. It sounds like what Christianity is. But in all actuality, it's not biblical. It's not biblical. And that's why I think who who is influencing you? I think it's a good question to ask, who is influencing you, right? Because an influencer, really, if you look up the definition of the word, just a regular definition of the word influencer, it is someone who literally affects your character, your development, and your behavior. Your character, your development, and your behavior. 
who is influencing you? you no, know, Proverbs 13 says, you know, um, uh, men who walk with um, wise men who walk with other wise men become wise, but uh, men who walk with fools will become fools. Like, they become foolish. It it literally shows you, like, who you are around will determine literally who you become, right? And so, literally, who are you walking with, right? Amos says it, you know, how can two walk together unless they agree, right? It's like, who's your friend? Who are you dating? Who is influencing you? Who has your ear, right? Because if it's not Jesus and if it's not the word of God, then you will behave like another influence. You will behave like someone other than Jesus, like someone other than what the Bible says you should behave as if someone else is influencing you. And I think it takes discernment. Once you become a believer in Christ, uh, God will give you a certain type of discernment if you pray for it. And it's like the, be the ability to decipher between what's truth, what's not. What's God, what's not, right? And with that, it's like, man, I, I, I think that the main thing there is like, what's the heart behind it, right? Like, what is the heart posture behind what you're doing? Um, because a lot of people, man, they have so-called good intentions or they do a lot of great things. But what is the heart behind what you're doing? You know, it's kind of like if somebody saying, you know, I can help you. But while they're helping me, they're scolding me. They're making fun of me. They're being nasty toward me. Well, I don't want your help then because the heart behind your help is not in the right place. And so I think with that, man, I think you just have to we have to be careful nowadays, especially as Christians and even as an unbeliever, too, as a babe in Christ. Be very sensitive to what you allow, what you listen to. Um, cause it will, it can, it can cause you to go back into a place that once was right. And so you have to be very careful. And all of that is about maintaining your developship, your um, relationship with God, because your relationship with God not only has to be developed, but also has to be maintained. Right. That's why Paul talks about Galatians staying free, not just obtaining freedom, but staying free. And so, um, it, 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 it truly is, man, a thing of realizing that the gospel message and the gospel, um, this is good news that it doesn't have an expiration date. Like, it doesn't have an expiration date. God still wants you. He still longs for you. And I just want to, like, can we preach more of that message, right? I think sometimes within the chaos of what's going on, um, so many topics, so many things of the world going on right now, but Jesus said, you know, how can I reach to match the masses? Like, how can I reach every man who has every single burden? But Jesus already gave the answer. And the answer is, if he is lifted up, he will draw all men unto him. And I just want to lift Jesus up right now. Like, Jesus is still alive. He's still real. He's still living. He's still working miracles. He still has power. He's still interceding for us. And he's giving that authority to us as well, if you are a believer. And man... Like, God still wants you. He still longs for you. Um, and my prayer is for everybody who's watching this right now that if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and if you do not know that you know, that you know that you know that he is your Lord and Savior, man, then, you know, don't wait, man. Tomorrow is not promised. Um, it's truly not promised. Um, 
every day, man, every week, always talking on the phone with somebody, praying with somebody. It's just good to check in, man, be like, hey, you know, how you doing? How's your spiritual life? Man, we all need each other. Um, in a world that's so divisive, in a world that, you know, just I don't need anybody. No, we need each other. And I just want to get back to the simplicity of the gospel. And it's simple, but it's powerful, right? And it's priceless. And, um, yeah, man, it's kind of like it says that if you lose everything, get wisdom. Well, man, I'm telling you to lose everything to get Jesus. Like, drop what you thought, drop what you have, get him, because he'll give you so much more. And it's going to be better for you, man. So I just want to pray in this moment. Um, God, thank you for everyone who's watching. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you, God, for um, that person out there right now who is searching for something, for someone, for a feeling. But, God, you already gave your facts in the Bible that you are real, you are alive, and you desire our hearts. So, God, I pray right now for that person that they will accept you as their Lord and Savior, God. They will turn away from their sins, realize that they are a sinner, that they are in need of a Savior, God. And I pray, God, that they will live a life that will submit to you, submit to your teachings, submit to what you uh, have taught us, and that will believe for the rest of their life, God, that you are our Lord and Savior and will live a life that's pleasing to you. And I pray that from the, this moment forward that person is saved, that they will be baptized, they will find a church home, and they will grow in their faith with you. I pray next in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Man, uh, thank y'all so much for watching this episode. Um, a little bit unorthodox um, in terms of I didn't really want to um, just, I'm, I'm very I'm a linear thinker, so I just like to go step by step by step. But today, man, I just felt the heart of Christ just saying, tell them the gospel. Um, and what it really is, and for someone out there who just don't know, man, that's really what it is. Like, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and none of us are perfect. We all need Jesus, and um, Jesus wants to um, work in cooperation with us. He doesn't need us, but he wants us. And so, um, yeah, man, I pray, and my prayer and my hope is that this has blessed you, that you will benefit from it, man. And as we about to close out, we got two more episodes after this. I can't wait to get into it and can't wait to get into the next episode. So make sure you have a great rest of your week. Finish out the week strong and peace and love.